Welcome to the CU Strategy Forum podcast, a podcast designed especially for credit union leaders. Our goal is to bring you the latest strategic resources for growing your profitability and membership. Whether your credit union has 10,000 or 10 million members, we think you'll find today's conversation valuable. Welcome to the CU Strategy Forum podcast. I am here with Tina Lozano. Uh, Tina is an amazing person. I've had the chance to talk with her a little bit, but she is the executive director of the Richard Miles Johnson Foundation, uh, which is amazing. That's the State Credit Union Foundation for California and Nevada. She recently completed a term on the National Credit Union Foundation Board of Directors, uh, representing the State Credit Union Foundation Network. So many really amazing things that you've done. Tina, thank you for being here. Thanks for the, the conversation. Really looking forward to this. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it as well. Yeah. Tell me, tell me a little bit more about what RMJ does. So we are the State Credit Union Foundation for California and Nevada. Um, we have, there are other state credit union foundations all around the country. We happen to serve our two states and our focus and mission is bringing financial education resources to credit unions to make it easy for them to be able to deliver financial education in their communities. Um, we have uh, our signature program, which is called Bite of Reality. We can certainly talk about that. Um, we do other programs as well, including the Financial Counselor Academy and, um, and BizKids, which we can chat about a bit as well if you want to. But that's essentially what we do. We um, are a 501c3. We raise money from credit unions and organizations that work with and support credit unions. And with those funds, we're able to make our programs available. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I've heard so many amazing things about Bite of Reality. Let's start there. Um, for those, I mean, this isn't just offered in California and Nevada, right? I know that there are other places Correct. using that. Yep. So to, to give, let's, yep. for the people that don't know, let's, uh, let's dive into Bite of Reality because it's an amazing program. Awesome. Yeah. So Bite of Reality is a financial simulation. Um, it's aimed typically at high school aged students, um, but credit unions successfully provide the program slightly younger than that, as well as older to uh, college students and even in certain um, cases, adult audiences. And it's... Um, We'll, we'll kind of mostly talk about it from the teenager perspective, because that's kind of the sweet spot. Um, it's a way of putting kids into the role of an adult and and making them make grown-up budgeting decisions. Um, <laughs> so <the> essentially, <laughs> yes, the bite, they are taking a bite of reality. Exactly. Um, so in a typical situation, let's just say we're doing this in a high school gym, although again, it can be delivered to any group of teenagers or thereabouts um, in any kind of setting, but the vast majority of them do happen at, um, at a school setting. So, uh, a hundred kids or so will file into the high school gym. There will be tables set up around the um, perimeter of the room. There will be eight stations. One is housing, one is transportation, one is groceries and dining, there's shopping, there's kid care, which we'll get into in a minute, um, uh, and a couple of others, clothing and personal care. Um, and um, the kids aren't really given a lot of instruction ahead of time. They're basically said, you know, download this app and we can talk about that, but we have an app that 
um, basically serves as their online banking platform, if you will, for the exercise. Um, And they, um, once they download the app and and go through a couple of, of, a couple of little minor things to get ready, um, they are randomly assigned an identity. So there are 30 different identities um, built into the app. And so somebody might be an architect, somebody else might be a graphic designer, somebody might be a lawyer, somebody might be, you know, um, any number. So 30 different jobs. Um, And they are all assigned a spouse who also has a job. They all have a child, which can be a little bit shocking for them, especially when you're (laughs) teenagers, right? Um, And the child's age and name are kind of included in the um, information on the app. So, um, so they're basically told, you know, here's your budget. Now go shop, hmm. essentially. And so then they have to go to each station and make purchasing decision, decisions at each station. What the kids don't know is that we have trained the volunteers, and typically those are going to be your credit union staff, um, to really embrace their role as salespeople or merchants at each oh, station. Yeah. So we're really upselling the kids we are trying to get them to buy the most expensive thing at every station we actually want them to fail we're trying to make them go broke and it sounds kind of mean um but you learn when you fail right and we would love for their first experience failing with money to be in our safe setting right um so when they do run out of money they are instructed by the app to go to the credit union table. So in addition to all the tables where you make purchases, there's a credit union table where they can go for financial advice. Hmm. So at that station, um, the credit union person will go over, you know, what purchases have they made? Where did they, where do they think they went wrong? Where do they think they spent too much money? And they actually are able to make returns. So we can take back that sports car or that big fancy house and actually let them go back to that table and make a more wise purchasing decision so that ultimately they all can succeed. I love it. And I love how the credit union is kind of in the center of that conversation and helping them make the right choices and helping them structure. Um, how does this tie back into parents? Do you do you kind of get more of a, a family dynamic that comes out of some of these conversations? Do you have parents that are coming in and laughing at their child's choices? Saying thanks for doing this. But what's the response been to it, to this program? Yeah, I mean, that's yes. And so in a couple of different ways. So after the exercise is over, everybody kind of gathers back um, and we have what we call a debrief session. And so the facilitator will... Um, will kind of have a conversation, right? Like uh, one of the things that's really funny is um, at the transportation table, one of the options is a bus pass and they have to buy transportation for themselves as well as this imaginary spouse that they have. And I can't even (laughs) tell you the number of times that they buy themselves the fancy sports car and buy their spouse the bus pass. So that's always, so you have those kinds of conversations. Um, One of the questions that facilitators will often ask to the group is like, who wants to share, you know, something surprising that you learned or like, what are you going to do as a result of your experience today? And you get a lot of, you know, somebody will raise their hand and say, I had no idea my parents go through this every month or Mm. I'm going to go home and hug my mom. Oh, that's cute. (laughs) So. Definitely like 
in the moment, um, the, there is an appreciation by a good number of the students of their parents actually do this every month and it's hard. And now they're maybe realizing for the first time just how hard right. that is. Um, we also get feedback, um, you know, from parents. Uh, I, I've been, a, a lot of that feedback goes back directly to the credit union. So I don't always see it, but I have had credit unions share with me notes from parents, emails like, oh my goodness, my child went through this program and they haven't stopped talking about it. And it's like so wonderful that we've had this opportunity to have a conversation that we might not have otherwise had. Um, so it really, it really does have an impact that ripples back home for certain. Yeah. How many credit unions are doing this program right now? Yeah. So here in California and Nevada, there's probably 50 or 60 credit unions, maybe a little bit more than that, who do it on a, on a fairly regular basis. Um, and, and that could be anywhere from once a year to once a month, depending on the credit union, their field of membership, their kind of engagement within their communities and their capacity to put on an event. Cause it right. is, you know, it, it's a little bit time intensive and, and um, you have to have volunteers at all of these stations. So it takes, you know, 12 to 15 um, people all the way up to, you know, maybe even 20 or 30 volunteers if you're doing a really big group of 300 oh, or wow. so kids. It's a lot so of people. It's a commitment. Right. Um, we have also, I mentioned the app, um, when when we created the app basically to take the place of the paper and pencil so it used to be kids would go around that we would give them a folder and a packet of paper with worksheets and pencils and calculators and they had to do math and figure out what their starting salary was they had to write a check at every station and then track that in their check register and a it was a lot of um work for me personally <laughs> if right. you want to know the truth right. i had to like compile all of those things and ship them out to the credit unions that were doing the program and all of that. Right. But also we were finding that the kids weren't necessarily all keeping up their checkbook register. So a lot of them didn't even realize they ran out of money. And so they kind of missed the whole point of the exercise. Right. Um, so a, a lot of different moving parts all kind of came together um, back in 2015. And um, we decided that we would create an app that would take the paper and pencil out of the kids' hands. It preserved everything that's magical about the reality fair, having those sales conversations with the volunteers, um, you know, going physically from station to station, being in a room. That's a lot of the kind of secret sauce magic about, about this kind of program. And, um, but yet we took the paper and pencil out of the hand. It actually feels more relevant to the kids. It's more like they live on their phones anyway. So it feels right, right. current and not kind of old fashioned. Um, That's the modern experience. So, Who writes checks and exactly. balances a checkbook anymore? Right, exactly. Um, so, so we launched it and we were able to launch it in 2016 and um, the RMJ foundation board was amazing. Um, to give me a lot of freedom to spend kind of a whole lot of money <laughs> to build this um, app that, that, you know, didn't exist. And um, so we were able to use it for about a year in California and Nevada, kind of doing a proof of concept, um, showing that it actually did work. Um, and then once we had that experience and, and the feedback that we needed, um, we actually got some funding from the National Credit Union Foundation to essentially rebuild the app 
in such a way that we had an infrastructure that would allow us to customize it. Hmm. So hmm. there are a number of different reality fair models out there. Bite of reality is not the only way to do a reality fair. There are some different nuances that other credit union and credit union people across the country have done. So we built the app so that not everybody has to conform to our style of reality fair. We can actually customize the app to fit whatever type of reality fair folks might be doing. Oh, it's amazing. um, yeah, and so we've been able to license it out starting in 2017 to different um, state credit union foundations across the country, state leagues, and individual credit unions. Um, so we've got 21 versions of the app now um, being delivered in uh, about 23 states. So wow. we're almost halfway, you know, That's amazing. across the country. <laughs> That's amazing. So yeah, it's not just California, Nevada, you're at 23 different states. There's a lot of options to customize this, to deploy it in the way that you want. Um, But they're, you know, trying, putting together a meaningful community outreach program that educates high school students and college students. This is, this is a really amazing place to start. Uh, What are the other programs? Obviously, this isn't the only thing you talked about the Financial Counselor Academy. Tell us a little bit more about what that is. Yeah, so um, CUNA has a, a uh, what they call the FICEP program, which is a financial counseling certification program through which credit union folks can get their CCUFC, which is a credit union certified financial counselor certification. And it's a, it's a great program. It's a self-paced program. So credit union um, can, you know, buy the book for one of their staff members, they can read the book at their leisure, um, and then they can take an exam. And a lot of of credit union folks across the country have done this. And then some of um, my colleagues from other state credit union foundations um, have been doing an enhanced version of that where they actually kind of bring people together and make it a little more structured Um, and um, some folks have created study guides and webinars that, that pull together um, the learning to help embellish that self-paced learning. Hmm. And so we wanted to take that concept and step it up even a tiny bit more. Um, so we do have a partner that, that provides the, the webinars that are pre-recorded that, that our group, you know, our folks can watch at their leisure as they're reading along. Um, we also wanted to create a little bit more of a community around the folks who were going through the program. And um, it turned out to be kind of something that was a lot for us at the RMJ Foundation to do by ourselves. It's me and and my colleague, Jen Lucas. There's only two of us at the foundation and we kind of have our hands full with the Bite of Reality program. Um, So we partnered with the California and Nevada Credit Union Leagues and um, we launched our, what we call the Financial Counselor Academy at the beginning of this year. And so it takes all of those elements that I just talked about and about every other week um, or so during the three-ish month program, we get everybody together on a live Zoom call. We bring in um, an outside speaker that really, it, it, we do a session, a, a part of that session is on like studying for the exam, but this is more the enrichment piece of it. This is, for example, bringing in Gigi Highland from the National Credit Union Foundation to give the group an overview on financial health. We have somebody from Balance come in and talk about counseling members in distress and 
you know, kind of what does that look like? Um, Toby Weingart, also from the National Credit Union Foundation, who runs the DE or Development, Development Educator Program there, um, she came and talked to our group about using empathy with members and what is empathy and how important that is to to have some skills around empathy as you're working clearly with people who are who are having some um, some financial distress. Right. Um, so so we're able to to bring the group together. Um, for that. And then the league has an online communications tool that they recently launched. And so we've got a, a special little channel in there for these folks to be able to communicate with each other and bounce ideas off of each other and that sort of thing. And then the whole program um, concludes with an in-person day that we spend. Um, it's after the testing has taken place. Um, so presumably just about everybody, you know, has passed their exam and they're now certified. And then it's a day of, okay, now what, right? How do you right. now put together a program? And even if you're not putting together a program, what is it going to feel like the first time you counsel a member? So we do some role playing so that we create some muscle memory around having those conversations with folks and that kind of thing. Yeah, that's so so we did our first cohort was January through April. And so th those folks are finished. We're in the middle of our second group right now, and that'll be wrapping up in October. So by the end of the year, we'll have put about 100 people um, through. And again, these are just California and Nevada credit union folks who can go through that program. That's amazing. And who's eligible? If you were, uh, yeah. does your credit union have to recommend you if you're in a, you know, you want to kind of step up and take this you know, this yeah, designation. The, the credit union um, pays for it, right? So whoever can get their credit union <laughs> to pay for it, basically. Um, but it's really, so it, it's it's really valuable at a lot of different areas in the credit union. Frontline employees, it's great, right? Because they're the ones ha actually having day-to-day -day conversations with members and they might be able to slip in a little financial counseling knowledge in just a conversation like that. It's very um, insightful for um, C-suite, you know, leadership team folks, right. really great for collections, people who are actually the ones having conversations with those members who might right. be struggling. Um, so yeah, there's relevance in a lot of different areas of the credit union. And we have had so far in just our two groups and our, like I said, just about a hundred folks, everything from, you know, CEOs to frontline employees that have gone through the program. Yeah, it's such an amazing opportunity to invite people into a relationship with the credit union, uh, even at the level where they apply for something, a, a loan application, a credit card or something. And for whatever reason, that isn't the right product for them. What most mm -hmm. financial institutions would do is they would just ignore them from that point and say, sorry, this is, you know, you don't qualify. And we, we've kind of been working through this in our own marketing workflows with some of our credit union clients of, you know, once they start the application, you have a nurturing path where you help them get across the line and complete the application. Then there's a decision point and an inflection point where it's they're approved or they're not approved. If they're not approved, do they just disappear into the ether? Or do you have a path to actually have a meaningful conversation to say, this isn't the right product, but let's talk about your financial health. Let's talk about mm -hmm. what credit scores are and how to deal with debt. And is there another product that we can help you with, whether that's a savings account? a debit card, some of these other things to start rebuilding financial health into your life so that when you're ready for that next step, you're ready. Like most of the time we don't, we're just kind of looking for that transactional model on member acquisition. 
that we forget, hey, we've got to start this process a lot earlier, especially with a younger generation that may or may not know how credit works, what buying a house looks like or buying a car or some of those other things where they may have made mistakes in the past and we don't have those conversations. This sounds like a really amazing program to inject great expertise and you know empathetic listening, right? An empathetic response that's such a powerful, powerful component of all of this. It it really is. And you know, um, you and I were talking the other day about path to leadership and that sort of thing. And this is another another way that somebody who's interested in not only helping their members, right, but also helping their own career to have another really uniquely credit union um, type of certification, type of education, yeah. um, you know, to, to stand apart, um, to show the, the yeah, that professional development, cert, yeah. you know, designation is such a big deal. I'm like I'm thinking of a few CEOs that are our clients, Diane from uh, Chafee, Federal Credit Union, some of these other, where mm-hmm. the leaders themselves are investing in this process. And I think that's, if you're a, if you're a leader in an organization, you're hungry to kind of grow and take the next step in some of your professional development, this might be an ideal place to start. Yeah, Absolutely. Tell me a little bit more about BizKids. I, I didn't get the chance to ask you about that the last time we talked. What yeah. is BizKids? What's that program? So we're going to go back now to the kids, right? Yeah. So, so we started by the reality, talk about kids. We Now we're doing some uh, grown-up stuff. Um, and then, so Bite of Reality, or I'm sorry, BizKids is actually a PBS television show that's been um, on the air since about, I don't know, 2006, 2008, right around, you know, that time frame. Um, created by the same producers who did Bill Nye the Science Guy. Oh, wow. um, so there yeah. are there are six or so seasons of BizKids currently airing on PBS stations across the country. The really, really, really cool thing about it is that this program was entirely underwritten by credit unions. Wow. So when wow. I um, started working at the RMJ Foundation back in 2006, they were just they, meaning the credit union movement as a whole, um, was gearing up to do fundraising to raise a bunch of money to be able to underwrite this show. It was a great opportunity for credit unions to to have an impact like that. So that show was created. The money was raised. um, And um, it's, like I said, still being aired on PBS stations. And um, because of credit unions' involvement and and the importance of having that kind of education um, kind of at your fingertips, if you will, there's a, you know, bizkids.com. There is a lesson plan that has been written for every episode of every season. Um, Some of them have both middle school and high school curriculum written for, you know, one episode might have a, a curriculum for younger kids and a different one for older kids. Um, And it's just a great way for credit unions to reach a younger audience. Again, they have written some high school stuff. Originally, it was kind of more for that, I would say, like fourth to seventh grade um, age frame. And so, um, yeah, and there's some talk right now about kind of revitalizing and, and bringing the program kind of back out onto the forefront. But it's there and it's available for credit unions or or anyone really to download those lesson plans and um, show a clip of the episode in a classroom or to a scout troop or whatever, and then do some 
financial exercises that are age appropriate. Yeah, that's bizkids.com. If you haven't seen that, it's a, an amazing, it's got real life young entrepreneurs, uh, parental involvement, some parent stories and resources. Uh, they have a blog designed just for parents called Money Talk. There's a lot of great resources here that credit unions can pick up and own and have meaningful conversations with kids. It's such an amazing like entrepreneurial resource. I think there's a uh -huh. there's a book out here that they're advertising by hundred dollars to a million dollars, and that's a so grabbing a kid's attention pretty pretty quickly. That's <laughs> that's really great. That's so good. All right. Well, this is amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us. Uh, if you Absolutely. were a credit union and you want to take the next steps on um, buy to reality, where would I go? Yeah, so um, in California and Nevada, certainly reach out um, to us, um, info at rmjfoundation.org, um, or go to our website, rmjfoundation.org, and um, you know you can connect with us that way. Um, if you are outside of California and Nevada, try your own state credit union foundation um, first, like I said, quite a number of them do partner with us on the app. Um, and if that isn't something that's available, then, you know, definitely reach out to us and um, we can you know, we can talk about it. I love it. All right. Two quick rapid fire questions. Um, okay. These are just kind of fun ones, but uh, I'll <laughs> let you shoot from the hip. As your organization grew, what activity was hardest for you to let go and let somebody else do? Oh, that's an easy one. Okay. Bite of reality, actually going out and doing the fairs, right? When we oh, first wow. started, it was just me. Um, so I went out and I trained every credit union. And we always tell our credit unions, if, they haven't, if they're new to the program and they haven't done it before, we don't let you just do it by yourself. You know, we'll come out and um, help you facilitate your first event or we'll find you somebody um, that's experienced to come out and help you. And credit unions are amazing and working together that way. But I used to do everything about Bite of Reality. Oh, and since man, I was able I to hire imagine. Jen <laughs> um, back in 2017, so she's been with us for um, about five or so years now, um, she actually uh, manages the day-to-day. -day. She does the, she's the main point of contact for credit unions that in California and Nevada that want to set up fairs and stuff. I do all the uh, nationwide stuff. So any of our uh, customized users, they all work with me. So I still get to do that. I have my fingers in it, but the going out to events, like every once in a while I get to go to one and it's, those are my favorite days. So that was an easy question. <laughs> Good job, Jen. All right. How, one more on your personality here, take risks or follow the rules. What are you? Okay. So cop out answer both. Um, <laughs> I'm a rule follower. I am absolutely like come to a complete stop at the red, at the stop sign you know, I, 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 rules exist. They are there for a reason, you know, otherwise we would have chaos, all of that. So I'm definitely a rule follower. However, sometimes you got to take risks. Um, <laughs> the bite of reality app was a huge risk. Yeah. We spent a lot of money for a, t for a relatively tiny, you know, nonprofit to get that thing built. Um, I knew that it would be successful, but like it was still a risk. So both. Follow the rules, but when you got to take a risk, take a risk. I love it. Thank you so much for spending some time with us, joining us on the CU Strategy Forum podcast, uh, and we'll catch you around next time. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. This was great.
Today's CU Strategy Podcast is brought to you by 454 Creative, a digital marketing agency with extensive experience developing websites and marketing strategies for credit unions. 454 Creative is ready to help design your brand, define your strategy, and deliver your story to your community and grow your members. Visit 454creative.com slash CU today to learn more and get a free website review.